Well, actually, uh, in 2005, my lifestyle, my character, my entire habit system was very different. And one day, my neighbor came to my home and he said, "Today, I learned something new. I learned sanity analysis. I never heard of it ever in my entire life. And I thought, okay, anyway, I'm not doing anything much. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. So, out of curiosity, I attended the course. And as I started learning, now. A bit about my background. I have been a very good failure all my life. From the from the fifth standard till the twelfth standard, I have failed in all subjects. And I'm a very good quality failure. It's not it's not just barely failing. Proper failure, like seventeen out of hundred, three out of fifty. I've got good quality failure in my mark sheet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes my parents used to be surprised that that much quality of failure, even if it's possible or not. It's easy to get ninety percent, but it's not easy to get three percent. It's not easy to get ten percent and go back home. <laughs> so I have had many failures in life. So even when I went to graphology and when I started to learn it, I was not good initially. Okay. It took a lot of time to get good at it. But luckily and fortunately, I was just starting my graduation and my graphology at the same time. So okay. Once my friends came from my graphology, I got many people who I could. Use as test subjects for my mm-hmm. unrefined skill at that time, and yeah. because of that practice, daily almost ten samples, five samples of handwriting to have mm-hmm. be analyzed. At that time, my analysis was very mediocre, like oh, like almost like an embarrassment compared to what I'm doing. So I will just go back into your past, and I will just ask you one question related to your failure. What you have considered? Why do you think that you were not able to manage with the your academics and uh, not able to go ahead was there anything that was haunting you or you're not able to get the system well i, I just didn't like studying i guess <laughs> i mean i was very curious but the way studies was portrayed was very boring to me road so learning was never okay. a possibility because i could mm-hmm. not remember then when i was i guess in ninth standard then the SN, sndt institute in mumbai mm-hmm. diagnosed me with the uh, yeah Mm-hmm. And now dyslexia is a problem because of the education. Yes, right. For me, which I take full exploitation of in my entire life right. after that. But of course, when you study for eight hours or nine hours one subject mm-hmm. and still you fail, that means something is certainly mentally not working right. for you. And I've had various teachers try to teach me Hindi and Marathi languages, mathematics, mm-hmm. but uh, my dyslexia was too <laughs> too strong for. Right. And we teaching much method, and finally in tenth standard I joined National Open Schooling. Okay. 
which allowed me to skip certain subjects which I was right. good at, and that mm-hmm. gave me some respite. And from then, yes, in tenth and twelfth standard, I managed to touch sixty percent marks, which was like a mm-hmm. like a party at my home. When I got sixty four percent in my twelfth standard, <laughs> I had a party at my place. I know people who have committed suicide when they get ninety percent right. marks, and I am having a party at sixty four because it was a gift for me. It was a treasure. and you know that your story is going to be an inspiration for many people i think that all my students who are worried all the time that they're not getting this marks or what so they will be really inspired by your story that how you have started see because we got this big bubble in our mind and our programming that if you do well in school you will do well in life right okay but really the maximum you can do well is still the standard after that all that education is of technical no use Mm-hmm. Okay, so I really hope that the story or the nature of my past motivates people to overlook their difficulties and find what is important to them. And actually, it's a combination of uh, the child's abilities along with parenting because if parenting is good yeah. and the parents don't pressurize the child to perform, rather than just enjoying education, then the whole perspective of education changes. Agree. Being literate and being educated are two different things. We got many literate people with certificates, but they don't behave educated at all. Real education, yes, sir. It's again a, a kind of byproduct of the educational system that we have today, where people really feel that marks is everything. And I have been fighting for that since I have started teaching. The system is designed to to impart knowledge in a bulk format. Yeah. Right. Which is good. Which was good, probably twenty, thirty, forty years ago, because mm-hmm. there was no option. It's better to be minimal literate rather than completely illiterate. Mm-hmm. Now we are talking about being transforming from literacy to education. Right, sir. Because now we've got access to information. Mm-hmm. Information. There's no shortage of information, but it's shortage of skill. Right. So developing skill in a child is going to be the next important thing for next twenty years. Hmm. Because Internet knows more than you, right? So there's no pride in knowing something. Mm-hmm. There's pride in doing something. Mm-hmm. Earlier, people used to say, "I got PhD in this, and mm-hmm. I've done graduation, I got post graduation in certain lines of work." That means you just know some stuff. Yes, sir. A carpenter is doing better work than you. Mm-hmm. A panwala is learning more than you because he's got some skill which is getting out into the society. Right. But the second doesn't pay anything to you. Right. No, along with the education, the ego of it is put, yeah. then it makes a very bad concoction of mm-hmm. failure, and there's a very big illusion that the person gets stuck into. Right. I've got these tag words behind my name: PhD, MD, mm-hmm. this, 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 this. That means I should be rich. Right. That's not that's not required at all. <laughs> I mean, so it's good to it's good to be educated, but then ultimate goal right now is skill because even jobs are going to go next twenty yeah. years. Mm-hmm. What a robot can do, it will be done. Yes, sir. Human ingenuity is the only thing that will be left. Right. So do you accept that you yourself have changed a lot from two thousand five to today? Okay. Yeah. According to you, an individual changes every moment, and everything is revealed by one's handwriting. How do you relate your handwriting with your personality development? So the reason why I'm in this field is because of how it affected me. Okay. In my entire life of before twelfth standard, mm-hmm. or let's say up to that mark, I was a consistent failure. Okay, but 
in my first year when I started graphology. Mm-hmm. First year, second year, third year. I was in the field of science. I never went below distinction. Right. Okay. And for a person who has studied a lot and failed, mm-hmm. study less and get more marks is like a <laughs> like you know you go from a simple car to a luxury car. You know, there's a jump yeah. in the entire experience and. my health improved my relations improved my financial opportunities improved my overall my fear of talking to people went away that the time when i saw almost stammery now while mm-hmm. talking sometimes you may catch me stammering a bit but mm-hmm. i was able to overcome that also so great i've been on a constant focus on working on myself yeah and because you're so busy, because when you get so busy working on yourself mm-hmm. you surpass so many people in terms of competition yes they no longer appear as competition mm-hmm. and nowadays the only major thing that i have to fight is my own difficulties or my own vices i could mm-hmm. okay so i know what it is like to be a failure i know what it is like to get 90% marks also yeah so no matter what student comes in front of me or no matter who comes in front of me you can fail in life also Right. Relations, you can say life. Mm-hmm. You can have bad, uh, whatever. I mean, sometimes in uh, when people seek spiritual growth, so they could be failures or there also. Mm-hmm. So failure is failure. When a failure is useless, when you don't learn from it. Right. Okay. So you feel failure attacking you, but that's not the case. How can graphology help in getting the appropriate career? As you said, that you got so, more confident, your health improved, your personality improved. So how can it be? help in getting that sort of appropriate oh, career see graphology is the science of understanding the human thought process to handwriting okay yeah. and therefore handwriting is going to represent me on a paper right. my psychology my emotions mm-hmm. my mental state of being whoever i am is going to be expressed on the paper mm-hmm. and Let's take for example. If I get a stomach pain, I'm going to write in a certain way. Yeah. My letter E will be a certain way. My letter O will be in a certain way. Okay. If I'm having a good health, my stomach is fine. Then the E changes, the O changes. So if I practice the better letter formation, I practice better mindset. Okay. And therefore, I get reprogrammed out of conscious. Choices rather than just hopefully things to work out. Great. Okay. It's like a software update, but for your mind. Yeah. You update your software, you get new features in the app that you use. Same way, when you update your programming, yeah, you're able to think in ways which you never thought before. Yes. Like if the when I started at age of nineteen, I'm thirty six, so I'm going to be thirty six mm. this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. My 19-year-old self would would never be able to recognize who I am today mm-hmm. because I am not what I am. I was so many years ago, yeah. and I'm not this person after 16 years. I took barely six to eight months, yeah, and I completely transformed myself. I got okay. visible proof of handwriting also. I can show you. Yes, sir. I yeah. got a handwriting of my uh, scriptures. Before two thousand five, yeah, and 
after what am i narrating how it changed by 2006 within couple of months yeah i have i have watched that on that youtube video yes. you have shared so there i have seen the three handwritings that yes. you have shown that how it has changed you yes. so as you say based on that the handwriting will be enough to it will improve our business as well as uh, it will help us to build relations certainly certainly but of course now seeing that nowadays people have a valid argument that i don't write very often will it affect yeah especially with the advent of good point technology and computer people write right. as a pen nowadays yes sir even nowadays when the courier comes we used to sign and you know, give it back mm-hmm. but nowadays in that has stopped people just deliver it and run away yeah okay So the last time when you properly wrote something, ninety percent of the crowd who is listening to this podcast have never touched a pen last five to ten years. Right, sir. And even if they did, it was mostly for just some pastime scribble. Mm-hmm. So there's something called as non-written graphotherapy, which I practice, okay. where we induce a certain body language consciously, which okay. has a similar effect which the handwriting would have anyway. Okay. So. If you are a person who is a student or a person who writes very often, then you can change the writing, and it reprograms your mind. But if you don't write very often, yeah, changing changing the writing won't uh, won't make a big deal because it's not a part of your lifestyle. Okay. So you that for that we require uh, non-written graphic therapy. Okay. It's like people who go to gym. Yes. Exercise is confined only to the gym. Mm-hmm. Once the gym stops, there. Exercise is not a part of the lifestyle, so they right. blow it up again. Yeah. If exercise was a part of the lifestyle and then you went to the gym, mm-hmm. then it doesn't make a difference whether you're joining or not, because anyway you're fit. Yes, sir. So for students and teachers or people who write very often, writing enhancement does psychologically, emotionally, mentally change the person. Yes, sir. Okay, but if you don't write very often. Then you have have to use other ways. Yes, sir. So I have heard that uh, handwriting, like when you are writing on your hand, your memory enhances. So how far is this true? Well, actually, it's very difficult for me to answer this question because I'm a person who tends to get away from memory. Okay. Having a good memory is a good compliment, but mm-hmm. more. More often than not, I have seen that ninety percent of the cases of people who have anxiety is because of sharp memory. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay. So when I see my goldfish swimming in the fish tank, and they've got a lovely life because they don't remember anything, I learn mm-hmm. a lot from them. Right. So now, yes, now if you are looking out for such a thing where you can want to improve your memory power, you want to retain things more. Yes, certain handwriting traits. Like, if you have a taller letter D or taller letter H, it can improve the memory skills. Okay. But what happens with memory? If you remember negative things more than the same trait, will be hurting you. Right. So having good memory is one aspect, but what you're going to remember out of that memory power is very important. Yes, sir. Many people use their good memory power for remembering rubbish things in their life. Mm-hmm. So there's no point of that skill or that uh, gift anyway. So many benefits of handwriting you have stated right now, and it can really help the students who are learning today. So don't you think that graphology should be included in every education institute? 
especially for the teachers so that they can help the students well, in a better manner well once the education system wants to do something beneficial for the students in an intrinsic way yeah then we can expect success okay i have approached many institutions but they don't care about the student at that level <laughs> i love right. the money rolls in it's all good the okay. student has passed off they got the passing marks who cares right. about to do after that right right so it's all about business mentality the where te- the teachers individually care about the student yeah but the business module of the schooling system right doesn't allow you to care that much yes sir so that mindset if it is there things like graphology things like nlp yeah like i would rather have my child learn about taxation at the age of 10 because yeah. that's more important mm-hmm. i mean real life skills of how to repair a tire how mm-hmm. to make chocolate yeah uh, good things you should be able to learn mm-hmm. so i mean it's nice to learn about history but i would, i'm able to enjoy history now more than in my textbook right so right now, anyway i have no use of it <laughs> So it's a long journey of yours in graphology, and you might have faced many obstacles in this journey. So, what was the biggest obstacle, and how did you overcome that? Well, when you've been a failure your entire life, and when you tell your mom and dad that you want to be a graphologist, hmm. they say <laughs> anyway, do what you want. Right. So my mom and dad were supporting. They they did pay for all my course fees and all that, and. Mm-hmm. all that but what happens is that once you tell the person that you want to be a graphologist mm-hmm. now out of concern of a unpredictable future nobody yeah. will recommend you to do something that way yes sir that's why right. so the biggest challenge is that your near and dear ones will never encourage you right once you're successful mm-hmm. <laughs> success is the best thing nobody can argue with success right so now i'm running my own home Mm-hmm. Only graphology. I've got my own car. Only with graphology. Right. So I've got proof. I've got academic proof of my mark sheets that I've got done well in my exams. Good relations with people around me. My mm-hmm. health is decent. My income is okay. So what more right. you want? I'm fine. I'm settled. Okay. And and frankly speaking, I mean, it's really sad, but during this lockdown period of time, I'm actually doing better. I don't know. I don't want to sound like this is a good business, but I'm in the business of transforming people. Right. People are earning a huge amount with that. Now the transformation industry is the biggest industry compared right. to product and service industry. Mm-hmm. Because transformation industry is never going to have a shortage. Yes, sir. I don't want people to have anxiety, but if they do, I'm ready for them. Mm-hmm. If they have a problem, I'm ready to take care of them. Right. And this has kept me in the sweet spot of society. Mm-hmm. Where I'm able to help people, and because I'm helping people, I'm learning from their problems, and I can upgrade myself without the without right, going sir. to the experience. Yes, sir. And who is your biggest inspiration in your life? How do you connect yourself with that person? Biggest inspiration. Well, I really can't confine my inspiration to one person or one event because with every sample of analysis, you learn something from a person. Yeah. So it's like a story in front of mm-hmm. you. Now. That person has gone through those troubles, and then mm. they found out a way. So I can look at the way they've come out without going through the trouble and avoid a lot of problems in my life. Right. So there's no shortage of inspiration. Like every day, I get two to three doses of inspiration through analytics analysis anyway. And the more mm-hmm. I analyze, the more I get inspiration. But if if I were to 
just mention a name of a person. I really admire Hussein Bolt, mm-hmm. artist man on earth. Yeah. So his story, his his the way he is, his attitude mm-hmm. that inspired me to do well. And what are the strengths? What are the strengths that you have developed within you with time, with your persevering character? Well, the most important strength that I feel that I managed to develop, and which is very useful for me, is objective thinking. Normally, if you think, your mm-hmm. thinking is subjected to your programming. Right. Okay. For you, dosa is a lovely breakfast. For for somebody, mm-hmm. dosa is a delicacy. So you are mm-hmm. programmed to think in a certain way. Yeah. But through graphology, I've been able to develop objective thinking, which is allowing me to think clearly, mm-hmm. irrespective of my ego, irrespective of my pride, irrespective of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. And that's allowed me to see truth in certain situations, which normally is hidden just because we don't want to see it. Yeah. It has avoided a lot of trouble for me. It has avoided a mm-hmm. lot of hassles for me. Yes, so objective thinking is a very crucial aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. It allows me to be level-headed. Yeah. It allows me to deal with people because in my line of work, I meet all sorts of people. Yeah. I've analyzed around twenty thousand samples last year, fifteen, sixteen years. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some amazing people, and then you're going to get some lunatics. Right. But we learn from everybody because I don't subject myself to their thinking. Mm-hmm. I observe them the way they are, and that mm-hmm. allows me to learn. Graphology, you say that it is your passion, your hobby, everything, profession as well as passion, yes. and that you also consider as your hobby. Yes. Still, like uh, even after devoting most of your time in graphology, you might be doing something else, enjoying something else. I would like to know that what you do. I love gaming. Gaming. Yeah, PC okay. gaming. I've been, if I've been a graphologist last fifteen, sixteen years, mm-hmm. I've been a gamer last twenty-five years. Oh God! <laughs> okay. So, what do you want to tell those kids or students who are still getting more and more into gaming today? No, and maybe, the parents complain that look, they are uh, engaged maybe, in gaming. And <laughs> maybe what I'm going to say right now is going to make most of the parents put off this channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I. Use gaming to improve my performance in my studies. Wow, great! I hope that so, parents should learn this thing. So what I would do is that you think of it. Mm-hmm. If you are going for a long drive, hmm. don't you want to warm up the car before you go? <laughs> If you are going to run in an Olympic event, do you want hmm. to get up from sleep and suddenly run? Right. So when somebody tells me. It's your exam. Relax. I don't want to relax. I want my mind to be sharp. Mm-hmm. I want my mind to be ex- extremely alert. Mm-hmm. And gaming allows my mind to reach that certain frequency. Okay. So I remember very clearly. <laughs> this was my third year exam. Mm-hmm. In my, I was. A, I'm a graduate of chemistry. Yeah. Yes, sir. And what happened was that six months of portion in my. Mm-hmm. Last final exam mm-hmm. was to be completed in one weeks of examination, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday. Six mm-hmm. exams, one after the other, theory papers. Mm-hmm. No time for revision whatsoever. Whatever you learn, you know, you go and do. Yeah. So I could not relax on that week, mm-hmm. but all but while keeping myself sharp, I cannot succumb to the anxiety also. 
because mm-hmm. normally mm-hmm. when you want to be sharp and perform well anxiety does happen to you mm-hmm. whether you are a topper or whether you are a normal student anxiety will hit you okay so the way to divert that anxiety was to go into my game and enjoy yeah. release that anxiety but yet remain sharp yeah so i used gaming mm-hmm. to uh, divert my negativity and keep the positive mindset so i remember i mean i used to play strategy games and sometimes first person shooters and all that mm-hmm. and that helped me to actually perform better okay now that doesn't mean that it replaced my studies mm-hmm. i don't want student to say dekha na i would study mm-hmm. after doing the game so i would i used to have a clock in front of me it had a very loud alarm okay 30 40 minutes because when you're gaming you lose track of time mm-hmm. right. i used to i used to game before the exam so if i forgot the time mm-hmm. i would miss the exam also mm-hmm. so i remember my paper was at 11 o'clock in the morning from 8:30 to around 9:30 10 i would game properly pura my mm-hmm. mind is active and then i would go for the exam because anyway if you revise before the exam you can't remember anything right Right. That's that's a that's most of the thing which you revise before the exam is done out of anxiety. Yes. Anxiety is going to evaporate your memory anyway. Just think of it. The moments in your life where you have anxiety, you don't remember much of that life anyway. Yes, sir. So you can't remember studies anyway. Yeah. So anxiety is going to kill your studies. If you revise while you are having anxiousness within you, you're going to lose what you even remember. So chill out, relax. Have an attitude of you attacking the exam rather than the exam attacking mm-hmm. you. So when you are more into gra- uh, gaming and graphology, is that you are a kind of visual person or kinesthetic person? Nowadays, games have become so intrinsic. So kinesthetic, audio, visual, everything becomes okay. <laughs> Great. Like you get completely engrossed in it. So, but that's the fun of it. Like when I'm driving a fast car <laughs> on that in that game. Yeah. I feel that rush. Y- Kinesthetically, okay. the visuals are amazing because nowadays graphics are good. Mm-hmm. The sound effects make me feel wow. The music and also, I'm completely involved. So, hope the parents will understand this thing and they will really understand the emotion of their kids. Thing is that when the mind is interested, yeah, it retains memory better. Right. And studies is horribly boring. Hmm. <laughs> so when you do something which is interesting or Python study उसके अंदर भी आ गया तो something the interesting mindset or the, hmm. the 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 happy mindset rubs off on the studies. Yes sir. And then somehow studies also become interesting. So do you read books as well? Like uh, when you say that I've got I've read a few books but I don't like to read as much. Okay. My mind cannot focus on. One thought while I'm reading because when I read, I go into a daydream. Okay. Like one paragraph teaches me something, I I go into yeah. a daydream. Yeah. <laughs> like Sari Zamin par, but right, I love right. when you maintain. So, so any any book that you have read recently or uh, you think that has uh, really taken I'm, your attention? I I'm I've, I've been reading this book last six years actually because this book is really interesting. I read mm-hmm. it because okay. I keep getting new thoughts when I reread the book. Mm-hmm. I've not read a variety of books, but let's say in my childhood, while I was failing in my school time, I completely read the entire encyclopedia. Okay. So I was filled with knowledge, but I was very bad at studies. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a very big contrast, you know. Right. I was uh, I had a gift. My aunt gave me a gift of uh, the World Book series and the Childcraft. Mm-hmm. That time, that time that was a form of encyclopedia. I used to daily read like time pass. Like how we do Netflix binging right now. Right, right. I used to do World Book binging that time. <laughs> so I've read encyclopedia on that time. I don't remember much of what I read anyway, but some of the visuals and diagrams mm-hmm. are in my mind like they're very fresh. Yes, sir. So visual input is very important to me. So yeah, on YouTube channel, on YouTube, I've watched. thousands of videos mm-hmm. and anything comes in front of me like how does a heart work what happens mm-hmm. when you eat medicine how does malaria infect you any video that comes in front of me youtube keep on suggesting fantastic things mm-hmm. on watching it. random stuff how the mars uh, rover landed mm-hmm. uh, why water is viscous and what happens when you do lose hydrogen bonding weird weird stuff i keep on watching insect dissection microscopy mm-hmm. all all top topics geology human anatomy just it's like my mind is a constant sponge for knowledge so don't you filter it like there are so many things uh, which might not be authentic so how do you filter it well uh, then you have to there is there is a technique called kinesiology now what is kinesiology no sir i'm sorry kinesiology is where you use your muscle to test whether something is good or not okay So kinesiology allows you to understand whether the thing in front of you is good for you or not. Mm-hmm. So for the readers or the the audience who is going to listen to this, you can read the book uh, Power versus Force by David Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And the videos which he published will show you a very view, very weird way of understanding the truth behind truth. Okay. Okay. So let's say for example, I have this. Bottle of Chawan Prash, which mm-hmm. my friend, who's a Ayurvedic expert, he made mm-hmm. this for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I don't know the contents of this. So what I'll do is I'll just hold this in my hand, mm-hmm. and because of my training in kinesiology, I'll I'll know whether this thing is good or not. Okay, great. Anything you can put a packet of chips in your hand, and your body will tell you whether this is good for you or not. Wow. Okay, you can. Like I got this, uh, this is like a, a mixture of dry fruits and chocolate. Mm-hmm. So I just hold it with me. I just hold it to my body. So is my this a trained it. technique or? Yes, kinesiology can be. You can be trained kinesiology. Okay. And you can use it in all situations. Whether person front of you is good for you or not, that also can be understood. Before okay. you step into a restaurant, mm-hmm. whether you, if you go for it or not, that also can be understood. So kinesiology is a massively used subject. Oh, that's another interest after graphology I am getting right now. Kinesiology is really good fun. Okay. Like graphology works on the concept found in kinesiology. Okay, sir, what will be that one question? What do you think I could have asked, but I missed it? Why am I doing graphology? Okay. Why is very important question. Yes, sir. What do you want to do and how do you want to do it? Is mm-hmm. rudimentary if your why is not strong. Yes, sir. My of course naturally because now I have to take care of my family. There's a certain aspect of have to earn and all that. But mm-hmm. much before that, my main reason why I want to do my Hanity analysis and enjoy graphology mm-hmm. is because I want to look at the person's expression on their face when they analyze. Yeah. The, the shock and the complete 
bewilderment of this person. Mm-hmm. That how is he able to know certain things about me that even my mom don't know about me? Yeah. <laughs> my friends don't know these things about me, and this stranger knows things about me. Right. That shock value. Mm-hmm. I love to get that feedback, that expression on that person. <laughs> that is like my brain for. I'm very selfish for that. And yeah. I mean, there have been times when people have given me ordinary reaction. Mm-hmm. And I understand that they express certain way, but I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not happy with that. Yeah, people but are really shocked to know yeah, that so, you know so much about them. Yeah, so I keep on analyzing till the time the person tells me, "Okay, thank you very much." I give mm-hmm. up. <laughs> I don't want to know more. But it's fun. I have fun. I have a lot of fun with what I do. Yeah. At the end, sir, you have already answered so many questions. Thank you so much. And at the end, I would request you to tell three most important things that you want anyone to follow in one's life to remain healthy, both physically and mentally. First of all, listen to your body. Yes, sir. Your mind is as old as you are, but your body is over a billion years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, whatever knowledge you want is there within your body. Okay. Okay. Actually, at a genetic level. So that's a great point you have stated. Mind is just as old as you, but the body is billion yeah. years old. <laughs> yeah. so okay. If you listen to your body. Your body gives you clues. Your body tells you stuff. But yeah. we are so we are so caught up in our ego. Hmm. Like how a child tells the adult, "Na, when I grow up, I'll go to the moon." Mm-hmm. The adult knows what rubbish that person talking, <laughs> but the adult keeps quiet. Do what you want. Okay, you come yeah. to the reality. Same way, your body is waiting. When the mind will come to reality, then I will tell you something. But this is the reverse of what I have learned till date. Where we talk about spiritualism and uh, we say that the body is just ephemeral. Temporary, tentative. It will die. It will That's dissolve. That's the dialogue. That's the dialogue <laughs> of your mind. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, ego, it will be dissolved and it will be part of the same. The ego doesn't want to come down. No? Mm-hmm. I will do whatever I take. I'll say lies also, but I will make sure that my opinion is important. Right. Tell me something. Do you know what is protein synthesis? Yes, sir. Our protein is well. Yeah, but you can't do it actually. No? Yeah. <laughs> but you know that your stomach can do it. Right. So your stomach has got more knowledge than you. <laughs> that means you have to that you you have to literally shut the chattering of your mind. Right. And just listen to your body. Right. Actually, it works hand in hand. The mind mm-hmm. has got only one advantage over the body. That is choice. Mm-hmm. It can choose to do things. The stomach can't choose to do anything. It does what it has to do. Yes. But your mind has got a choice to change, so that choice mm-hmm. is very important. Even in the Bhagavad Gita, actually, it describes this anatomical thing mm-hmm. that you're free to choose, but the repercussion of what you choose, you're not free from that. Yeah. So the body, like, go look at your man. Hmm. Kara denge. You want energy, we'll give you energy. You want strength, right. we'll give you strength. You want. Laziness will give you laziness. Once you choose what you want, then you can't say I don't want. You choose not to exercise, then you will have lazy body. Right. You choose to be studious, then you'll have a sharp mind. So you choose what you want. Choice. So that's the second thing. Be conscious about the choices that you have to make. Yes, sir. Because once you make the choice, then you're stuck. And third thing is just have fun. Okay. But not at the expense of anybody. Right. Be selfish. Have fun. Do something perfectly good for yourself. Don't care about anybody. Everybody take care of themselves. Yes, sir. 
and what if uh, your motives your things are troubling or hurting others then nature will take care of you okay <laughs> then most of the people will take it in other way that do whatever you wish to do just to be yeah, happy do what you want as long as you're not hurting anybody do what you want okay as long as you don't yeah. hurt anyone so that's you, the point they need to remember yeah so you do what you want if you want to jump into the swimming pool you want to fly an aeroplane you want to sit in a train do what you want but along the way if you're hurting people then you'll get the repercussion of it nature will take care of you yes okay okay thank you so much sir thank you so much for your time and uh, answering sure. to all the questions absolute pleasure <laughs> now our right uh, I would request all my listeners if they have really loved listening to this uh, podcast today they can share it with their friends as well so have a great time thank you so much thank you very much next meeting you